0: You're listening to The Mindful Mama Podcast, episode 99. Today, we're talking about what happens when you are squeezed. Welcome to The Mindful Mama Podcast. Here, it's about becoming a less irritable and more joyful parent. At Mindful Mama, we know that you cannot give what you do not have, and when you are thriving, when you have calm and peace within, then you can give it to your children. I'm your host, Hunter Clarkfield's Mindful Mama Mentor. I coach overstressed moms on how to cultivate self-awareness in their daily lives, to take family and life to a new level of peace and cooperation. I've been practicing yoga and mindfulness for over 20 years. I'm the creator of the Mindful Parenting course, and I'm the mom of two girls ages 7 and 10 Thank you so much for being here. I can't believe that we are here at 99 episodes. Uh, If you have listened back to the oldest ones, you know that uh, we changed the name of the podcast and to focus on more what I'm working on and I'm interested on. And um, if you're new here, welcome. I'm so glad that you are here. This is a very special episode. This is a This episode is about what do you do and it's like about what is that uh, voice in your head talking about when you are squeezed and what this episode is is actually the audio from a live talk I gave on October 27, 17th, 2007 at uh, the Mindful Moms Revolution event put on by Dina Fresh in Red Bank, New Jersey. And I'll link up to that in the show notes. And so you're going to hear the noise of the room and the noise of the crowd. And you're going to hear this this talk that I gave. And I really wanted this to be here as the sort of penultimate, I guess, podcast before the, uh, the 100th episode because I wanted to share a really important message with you. And so that message I give you in this talk. And so I I will let you, let you listen to that in just a moment. And then before we dive into the talk, I just want to let you know that right now is the beginning of 2018. And if you're listening in real time, this is a time where I am enrolling coaching clients in group coaching and in one-on-one coaching. And so you can go find information about that at MindfulMamaMentor.com/slash/work with me, or just go to MindfulMamaMentor.com and click on Work with Me, and you can learn about that. And uh, you know, it's interesting. A lo- most a lot of the women I work with this is their first time ever working with a coach, and. What we work on is really developing unstoppable habits of mindfulness in your daily life so that you can have the clarity, the equanimity that you need to choose how you want to live your life. And we work together over a minimum of three months or longer so that, you know, those changes really, really stick. So if you want the support, if you want the accountability, if you want the someone on your side to make some powerful changes this year— I encourage you to connect with me, and uh, we'll get on the phone and talk. And now on to this talk. So the bell of mindfulness, we're using it here a lot. And um, it's something that you can bring into your everyday life as well. Like if you're walking along and you hear a church bell, you can use that kind of taking from this here today, out into your life, say, oh, okay, I'm going to use that bell to help me pause and breathe. So it's something that you can bring into your life. So we're going to do it and start with that. So I invite you to just sit up tall, put your feet on the ground, and just do a brief thing, and just allow yourself to inhale, roll your shoulders up, and then exhale them back and down. And if it feels good, close your eyes or soften them, and just take a deep breath in, and let out a sigh another deep breath in and let out a sigh. And Then just let your belly be soft. Let it expand. Let your jaw be soft. And just for this brief moment while I invite the bell, practice to just simply enjoy three deep breaths. Thank you. So I do this podcast and it's I've done it for a little while and I had a really interesting conversation one time with this this guy, this hilarious guy. He's He, does, he actually does this, his book is, uh, one of his first books is Confessions of a Garden State Yogi. So it's a New Jersey thing. <laughs> to check it out. Anyway, um, we have he's been to my podcast twice. I really like him and, and Brian Leaf. And we had this conversation at one time about... Um, the Dalai Lama, and the Dalai Lama versus, we were kind of talking about the Dalai Lama versus Thich Nhat Hanh, right? And so we thought, like, if the Dalai Lama, you know, were kind of stuck at home for snow day, like it was like the second snow day or like the third snow day, like, and the Dalai Lama were stuck at home with like a two-year-old and a seven-year-old, like, what would happen? The Dalai Lama would totally get angry at some point. <laughs> he knew this is shit. And but then he wouldn't, he wouldn't feel bad about it afterwards. He would just be like, I just got angry, and that was it. And then we decided that Nhat Hanh would be sitting down on the floor and pe- playing peacefully with, with the kids. But um I love I love that story thinking about this idea of the Dalai Lama uh, and and just allowing his anger, because that's, um, anger for me was a big wake-up call. And it was a big, um, it's something that I talk about because it's hard to talk about and people don't talk about it. And I like to talk about um, my anger, but I'm gonna to get to that first. It started with my, my little one was, you know, my oldest one now is like two, and she was so cute. I look at those pictures, I'm like, oh my God, how could I have been so angry at this like adorable child? <laughs> um but for me my practice with mindfulness started when when i was the story goes back to when i was younger and i was i was always i was a kid who kind of struggled I was a real smart kid but i had struggled with insecurities and i would just be up and i would be down and i'd be up and i'd be down and it was like it was hard like i was always on this roller coaster of being down like I would kind of drop into these pits and I would just feel like like I couldn't handle life like it was like ah this was just too hard and I would get into these moments where like I would just I guess the story I was telling myself was like I can't handle this and I would just kind of fall into this and I remember at one point being um 10 years old or 11 years old or something and my dad um had been like if he was in my room I remember where I was Horse, everything, um, and I had been crying in a pit, and he was rubbing my back, and he was being really sweet and wonderful. And what he said to me was, um, he said, "Oh, Hunter, you know, this is just your artistic personality, and 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 this is just how it, life is always going to be." And I was like, "Great!" <laughs> reassuring. Like, oh my god, this sucks. And I was, you know, like, okay, thanks, Dad. Um, great. And, but he was, the the honest truth is that he was right, because that's how he was. Um, and, you know, I'm also, he's an artist, and I'm also a painter, and that's how, that's how I was actually, kind of that's how I was for most of my life and I really started to discover that. So when I was really young, maybe 15 years old, I started reading about mindfulness. I, I started reading with a really weird book.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know, there's so many books out there now, they're so good. But there wasn't that much then, I mean, and, and you know, I didn't have the access to that much so I started with... Um, the pocket version of, uh, they were like Zen koans. And so I would I was like, okay, I can bring this book with me while well, I bike to my job. I bike to my job and I, then I, I had some breaks and I would read this book and I'd be like, huh, one hand clapping. Okay, this is gonna help. Oh, what is going on? Parenting can be loud, stressful, and rough some days. And we want to be able to go to bed and take care of ourselves in a really beautiful way. And that's why I love that. Cozy Earth is a sponsor of the podcast. Cozy Earth offers bedding products that will transform your sleep. The bedding is temperature regulating, which is like a huge sleep benefit, has superior softness, incredible fabric, and incredibly high quality. All the products come with a 10-year warranty. Truly incorporating cozy earth products into your self-care routine can enhance your sleep quality and your overall wellness. You deserve to treat yourself to the ultimate in comfort and indulgence after all the day's craziness of parenting with cozy earth bedding and sleepwear. And it's a way to prioritize your self-care and sleep health. You deserve it. And here's an exclusive Mother's Day offer just for our listeners. Use the code MINDFUL35 for 35% off. That's awesome. At CozyEarth.com. That's coupon code MINDFUL35 for 35% off at CozyEarth.com. I want to tell you about a great podcast that you should check out, especially if you ever deal with any school system, which you probably do. Is called Understood Explains. I highly recommend you check it out. To listen to Understood Explains, just search for Understood Explains in your podcast app. That's it. Understood Explains. But anyway, so I started reading about mindfulness. And I started reading, I finally found, um, I eventually found my who someone who became my teacher, Thich Nhat Hanh. And those books really reassured me. Like I would read them before I went to bed. And I was like, yes, yes. And then maybe about 10 years after that, I finally started to sit. It took me a long time to actually sit and be still. So for all of that time, I struggled with these intense ups and downs. And I found some tools. I discovered I needed to run. I needed to get my yayas out. And that was kind of a gateway for me into being present, mindful movement. Um, But then finally, when I was finally able to make my own home practice, and I started to sit for 10 minutes a day. i have done a yoga teacher training, and I thought, now I can do this. And so I'm going to sit for 10 minutes a day, and I sat, and I thought, okay, and my brain's just ping-pong. And then, uh, and then you know, so I sat, and I sat for about two or three months, and then I, I was like, what the heck? Like, I just sit here thinking the whole time. Like, nothing is happening. I can't do this. And I was having... Uh, what you point, you referred to before, uh, and you referred to, which is the the noble failure. <laughs> I can't do this. And but then I looked back over the rest of my life, and I realized that something really, really huge had changed. And those pits of despair that I had would fall into, like every week, every couple of weeks, um, I hadn't had any of them for like two or three months. And I was like, you know, oh my gosh! Like it was amazing. It was life changing. I just, I didn't even realize it. I just slipped into this, and it really, and I really haven't, I really don't get them anymore. It's pretty wild, and, and I'm not saying that uh, if you have medication you don't need that or things like that. But for me, it took that edge off, and it, um, and it helped me to really. It was life changing. really helped me become grounded, be able to move into the world in a greater way. So that was all well and good, and then I had kids. And (laughs) and I thought, okay, I'm I'm meditating, I'm teaching yoga, this is going to be great. (laughs) I'm going to be pro at this, I'm going to do this very differently from the way my parents did this. This is going to be awesome. And, and then it was so intense. And my daughter was so intense. And it was so much harder than I thought it would be. It was so much harder. I mean, you know. Your relationship with your body changes. Your relationship with your spouse changes. Your relationship with your time and your day changes. Your relationship with your parents change. Like, but your whole world is completely turned around and changed so completely. And so, It was a lot to deal with, and of course, my meditation practice kind of went below. You know, it's not quite, it's a little harder, obviously, when you have a newborn, right? (laughs) Anyway, um, and then she started to become two, and she started to have resistance to what I was telling her, because I wasn't that skillful, and my anger started coming out, and I... My anger came out, and I realized I sounded exactly like my father, you know, I sounded exactly like him, you know, and here was this incredible, beautiful, small child, so innocent, and it was like, I was like this giant button waiting to be pushed, and this was just not okay, and I felt so much shame, and so much what was wrong with me, I'm a terrible mother, all of those thoughts came, and I realized that through work, through time, through processing, that this anger was not the most horrible thing in my life. And in fact, this anger was my teacher, because this anger taught me some really powerful things. It taught me huge things about myself, and it was a huge, powerful energy, a powerful catalyst to change and to understand my anger and my stress response. So I worked to understand my stress response, and I worked to understand my anger. And now I help other people teach, learn that, and and bring that together. So I had to come back to my mindfulness practice even more. I had to uh, to kind of make that even more of a priority. I had to make me a priority in order to be there for them. You know, it was because of her that I needed to make myself a priority and make that time a priority. And I was able to kind of turn things around and I was able to kind of stay calmer. I was like, ah, yes. There's that moment where I was like, and I didn't, and I was like, ah, yes. I didn't do it. Oh my God. God, we can build on this. So I was able to get myself to that place and then um i was able to calm down and then and then came the moment and this may be a, a continuation of our story but then came the moment then when i would okay and calm down and then i would say something and it would be some kind of like unskillful thing that my parents said that i didn't because i didn't really know how to respond and then she would be like kaboom and then i would be like kaboom and it would set it all off again so i really see the, the work i do with women is these two pillars, right, mindfulness and practices to help us reduce our stress response and reduce our our anger and our frustration and to help us so that we can get to this place of responding versus reacting. But then the other important piece is then, what the heck do you say after that, right, so that you're not provoking this resistance in your child because a lot of our habitual language provokes Resistance, you know, you, you don't like it when I tell you, when I give you orders, and neither do our children. We're gonna put that part of the conversation aside. So, what I what I learned very powerfully through my own experience and had to process and deal with in incredible ways was a, a lesson that I I learned um, a metaphor that I got from another teacher that I really appreciate, the great Wayne Dyer and I appreciate this lesson and so this is uh so this is an orange and the orange lesson I feel like just made brought it home so fully for me and I know it does and the orange is the lesson of this orange is that you know when I squeeze this orange when I squeeze this orange what's going to come out juice yeah what what kind of juice is going to come out orange Orange. juice orange juice (laughs) Yeah, there's no apple juice coming out of this pineapple. I'm sorry, there's no pineapple juice. There's no, no kiwi juice, no lemon juice. And what I think that illustrates so beautifully is that for us, what is inside when we are squeezed is what comes out. And so when I was squeezed by the stress of motherhood, and my daughter's young, you know, resistance and all that stuff was what was inside of me. And what was inside of me was, you know, when I was young and I had my big feelings, I was responded to with anger, you know. You know, it just kind of goes down the line. It's like my father, you know, he had his suffering and he brought it to me. And so he, when I was a little girl, like, he responded with a lot of anger and um and and that scared me and i learned a really important lesson for my childhood which was that these feelings are unacceptable it wasn't okay for me to be upset to be angry and then so i then when my daughter started to have resistance to me. And she started to have her big feelings. She started her tantrums. And what did it provoke in me? Anger. There I was, I was my father all over again because those feelings were unacceptable. And that was the lesson I had learned pretty deep in my bones that that was an unacceptable way to be. And I'm seeing some nods because I think that a lot of us learned that lesson, right? And so I realized this, oh my God, what am I doing? I even had a conversation with my dad about it, which was amazing, we, it was cool. We said, you know, well, my, my father, he used to beat me with a strap, and I wouldn't do that to you, so I just spanked you and raged at me.
2: And I just,
0: you know, and I remember thinking, and he's like, you're doing great, because this is when I was struggling. We had this conversation, he says, you know, you're doing, you're doing so much better because you're, um, you're not hitting your kids. I thought, I want to do more than just not hit my kids. <laughs> you know, I don't want to scare them, you know, because I'd already seen what that causes in them. It causes that, that stress response. They, they're not going to learn anything when I'm scaring them. Their, their hippocampus, and their prefrontal cortex is completely, like, offline when I'm yelling at them and, and, and scaring them. So it, it's, it's ineffective, actually. And it creates distance in your relationship. And that distance is what, that connection, is what makes them want to work with you and want to cooperate with you. So I thought, that's not enough for me to just not hit my kids. And so I went on a path of, of learning and transformation. But I, what I learned, a lot of what I learned is about this, what is inside is what comes out. And so I had to learn that it was, it was a lot less about what I was, what I, you know, the right thing that I was saying to my kid, Like, that was important. That was helpful. But it was a lot more about... What's inside of me that is going to come out in these moments when I'm squeezed? So um, I invite you to take your notebook out. Does everyone have a notebook out? Okay. Yeah, five minutes. Okay. Great. So. Oh i didn't go really quick. <laughs> All right. So take out your notebook. Let's just pause, everyone. I invite you to take a deep breath in. Let us And I'm just going to ask you to close your eyes for a minute. And I want you to breathe in and breathe out. And without going too deeply into this, I want you to imagine a time when maybe you lost it. Maybe you yelled at your child, and you were stressed and you were frustrated. And so in that moment where you lost it, and then you realized it, what did you say to yourself? What was the dialogue in your head? And I invite you to write it down. What is the dialogue in your head? So write, write that down. What is it that we say to ourselves when shit goes down? <laughs> okay. So I want you to notice this, not because I want you to cry and feel sad, but I want you to notice what is inside right now because without awareness, and this is like, this awareness is, this is where our mindfulness is, right? Like without awareness of what is inside, we can't do anything about it, right? We can't do anything about it. So... What is inside? And now I invite you to think about if that, hap, same thing, your best friend, your dearest, most love, love, loving friend, if that friend came to you and said, oh my God, I just lost it with my child. I did this. Ah, oh, I feel like this. What would you say to that friend? What, anyone want to say it out loud? What would you say to that friend? Shake it off. In there. In there. You're human. It's totally natural. natural. Yes, it's a biological response. In fact, you didn't choose to. I think today I will (laughs) decide to lose my my shirt. You didn't do that. You didn't choose it. Right? Any other responses? You might say to your best friend. You're a great mom. You're a great mom. You would reassure her. So... And is that the same thing you said to yourself? <laughs> so what, what is inside is what comes out. And if you are shaming and blaming, being so hard on yourself, that shame, that blame, that hurting part, that is what's going to come out when you're squeezed. And I invite you today to start to become aware of that voice inside and to to you know, know, it's in it's your it's like your backpack, right? It's that voice in your backpack, and she's harsh, man. Oh, she's so harsh. So I want to invite you to be aware of her. She's not gonna like she's not gonna leave you and go away. That doesn't happen. But like Elizabeth Gilbert said, this let her put her let her, she's gonna be in the car. Put her in the back seat. Don't let her don't let her touch the music. Or drive a car I invite you to find a response to yourself where you are putting that voice of compassion that self-compassion voice in the driver's seat you know where you then it's this is about selectively watering you have the seeds of that shame you have the seeds of that harshness within you we all do that's normal hello harsh Inner critic, I see you there. We all have that there. But we also have the seeds. It's so natural and so beautiful to have the seeds of that that compassion, that kindness, that awareness, that stillness within us. So I invite you to today to practice some selective watering. And water those water those seeds. And start to practice that response that you practice to your, your best friend. And I think, I, I think I'm right at that. So I want to announce... I invite you to do that. So, so take and think about that. Why? Why you do that, right? So, I don't have a cool closing. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the podcast. A very special episode. And I'm interested in your thoughts. You know, what happens to you when you're squeezed? And we've we've talked about ways to cultivate equanimity of mind in lots of different places uh, in different ways. in in, in the podcast, uh, the podcast with Krista Neff on self-compassion, episode 84 comes to mind. And Carla and I have talked about it. And another way is to really um, invest in yourself for change. And I am taking coaching clients right now one-on-one in group coaching and this is for you if you are ready to you know become that person that you want to be and yes we can talk about parenting and when you coach with me you actually get the full mindful parenting course as a bonus but it's interesting because more often we with my clients it's more about our internal work our our mindset our habits uh, Our self-belief and and taking steps and getting the accountability, the loving support, the reflection, just someone on your side to help you do that, it it can make a huge difference in life. So if you're curious about that, you want to hear what uh, it's been like for other clients of mine, just go over to MindfulMamaMentor.com and click on Work With Me. And I'm enrolling group and one-on-one coaching now. And if you have any questions, you can always email me at hunter at mindfulmamamentor.com. If you want me to speak to your group, I can speak to your group. Um, Obviously, this this episode is from a live talk, and uh, there's um, a speaking page on my website that will tell you how to book me for speaking. Right now, I'm not really traveling very far for that, so if you're in the East Coast area, then I'd love to speak to your mom's group, your church group, your parents' group, your school. And I'd love it if you could subscribe to the podcast, leave a rating wherever you listen. And coming up next, ah, it's the 100th episode. I'm so excited. So for the 100th episode, I have an amazing person on. I'm so Happy to have her on. Shauna Shapiro, she is the author of Mindful Discipline. She's a mindfulness researcher, and uh, her TED Talk is amazing. I'll link up to it, but she and I clicked really beautifully, and I, I really am honored to have her on as a guest And I'll have some feedback from some friends about the podcast for the 100th episode. And if you'd like to just leave your voice and and share your thoughts about the podcast uh, really quickly, I would really appreciate that. And you can just go to MindfulMamaPodcast.com and right at the top of the page you'll see uh, some red text where it says click over to leave a voicemail. So that's coming up. Shauna Shapiro. Let's see. Don't forget to uh, check in for coaching or, or see if you want me to speak at your place. And that's all for now. I hope you stay warm as I'm recording this. It's like this crazy snowstorm. So I wish you warmth Uh, if you're on the other side of the world. I know I've got some wonderful New Zealanders and Aussies who listen to the podcast. Big shout out to you guys. You guys stay cool. Wish I could give you a little of my coolness right now. And I will see you next week for the 100th episode. Namaste. Are you a mom who wants to feel less stressed and enjoy motherhood more? Do you want to be calmer with your kids and be more present for all of your life? I'm a mom who has gone from really being stressed and yelling when my kids were young to be having a more grounded more at ease relationship with life and having more enjoyable cooperative relationships with my kids and I've shown hundreds and thousands of women around the world how to do this and I wanna show you how to do it too. So if you are currently feeling stuck or stagnant, this is definitely for you. I've created a free downloadable audible training, mindfulness for moms, the superpower you need, and it will show you how to respond rather than react, how to let go of stress and feel more grounded in seconds, How to Have a Smoother Day Today and Become More Present for Your Kids for a Lifetime. To get on on this audio training absolutely free, simply visit the website www.MindfulMomGuide.com. No one
2: told us the truth about parenthood. Why?